ladies and gentlemen. This is America's Healthcare Advocate. Broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Your guide to protecting your personal health. Bringing you simplified answers to the complex questions surrounding health care. Everything from cancer to liver transplants. Nutrition. Exercise. My yoga and Pilates instructor, Dana Goodale. Mental health and even pet care. Dr. Wayne Hunthausen, Westwood Animal Hospital. Empowering you to take control of your health and wellness. My very special guest today, Grace Marie Turner, president of the Galen Institute. Welcome back, Grace Marie. Well, Carrie, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I do have to say, you are the most knowledgeable about health policy. Just superlative. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Gentlemen, 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 gentlemen. And now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened talk shows throughout the United States. 289 affiliates strong. Want to welcome two of our newest affiliates, WNWF. AM, Evergreen, Alabama, and WPNS AM in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. We're very happy to have them on board. And we want to welcome the folks in Grays Harbor, Washington, Aberdeen, Washington, rather, uh, the voice of Grays Harbor, KBKW 103.5 FM and 1450 AM, just joined the family. We are happy to have you on board. I want to thank all of you for being part of America's Healthcare Advocate. You can follow me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate if you wish to do so. A lot of information up there, videos up there. That show we did with Ryan Lefevre, who is the Royals television broadcaster here in Kansas City about depression, was one of the best shows we've ever done. All of that is up there on behavioral health if you want to listen to that. Also, my website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you want to send me an email, feel free to do that. Um, I get quite a few. Happy to answer each and every one of them. The website, again, americashealthcareadvocate.com. If you do have questions on health insurance, if it's Medicare or individual health insurance, the lovely Joyce Thompson, 877-385-2224, anywhere in the country, she's happy to help you, 877-385-2224. And if you're looking for employer-sponsored health care, Sue Dendiger is an absolute expert and Works with people all over the country. Her latest case she did that came off the radio here was in California. She can also be reached at 877-385-2224. All right. Today is a very special show for me because I've been listening to all this noise around the COVID vaccines and everything that's going on. And I was fortunate enough to get Dr. Tracy Siemens to come back in studio with me today. Welcome back, doctor. And Dr. Andrew Schlachter, also in studio with me, both of these doctors from St. Luke's Health System, both of them have been on the front lines of the COVID war since this all started last year. So Dr. Stevens is a board-certified cardiologist with St. Luke's Cardiovascular Consultants. She is on the staff at St. Luke's Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City. She is the Julie Irene Kaufman Endowed Chair for Women's Cardiovascular Health here in Kansas City. Dr. Stevens received her MD MD degree at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. She completed her cardiology fellowship at Mayo Clinic, and she was one of the National Institutes of Health Cardiology, cardiovascular, excuse me, uh, research fellow. Dr. Stevens was awarded the Mayo Clinic Outstanding Achievement Award. We're very happy to welcome her back again. Dr. Schlachter is University of Kansas Medical School graduate, a Rush University Medical School graduate, and he also earned his fellowship in pulmonary disease and critical care 
uh, medicine. He is a board-certified internal medicine, pulmonary disease, and critical care medicine doctor, uh, Dr. Schlechter, uh, also at St. Luke's. Um, and he, he is uh, following his training with his family in his childhood home, uh, hometown Dr. Selector practices inpatient, outpatient, and pulmonary medicine and provides critical care management in all ICU cases. That's one of the things we're going to talk about today. So welcome to both of you. Thank you so much. And they're both sitting here in their scrubs. So the, <laughs> the, these, these are two very busy people, and it's a really big deal to get them in here. So I'm not here today to preach to you or to tell you absolutely have to do this or do that. What we are here, this is not political what we are here to do today is give you information. I've got two doctors that have been on the front lines of this COVID fight since it started, okay? And you're going to hear from them fact, not fiction. We're going to give you information. The idea here, hopefully, is to get you to make good decisions when you have good information. Here's some things you need to know, because there's a lot going on with COVID-19 and the Delta variant now. Tests on the seven-day moving average show about 108,000 people getting tested every day. It's up 15%. 56,000 people hospitalized on a daily basis with COVID, seven-day moving average, 14,414 in ICU. All right, so 65%, excuse me, 65 and older Americans, 85% are vaccinated. That's those of us that are seasoned citizens and chronologically challenged. We're the largest number vaccinated. White adults, 70%, black adults, 65%, Hispanic adults, 61%. Overall vaccination rates, about 67% right now. Here's the kicker. And Dr. Schlechter asked me this before we started the broadcast when I went through those numbers with him. What about the young folks? 18 to 29 years of age, 21% absolutely will not get vaccinated. 30 to 49, 19% won't get vaccinated. They make up 40% of the people that are refusing to get vaccinated. So let's just start there, doctor. <laughs> you know, I always say these folks think that they're uh, more powerful than a locomotive, faster than a speeding bullet, and they can leap tall buildings at a single bound. You're probably a little young to know who that refers to. That was Superman back in the day. Okay, they're not Superman. They're getting sick. Let's talk about it. Not only are they getting sick, they are getting very sick. They're not getting just very sick. They're dying. Young, healthy people who would otherwise be out in the world living their life, having fun, are getting deathly ill. And those who are fortunate to not meet me in an ICU or even a hospital, are going to, I fear, be forever changed. The marathon runner who can't run the marathon as fast anymore may never again. These are not just patients who are going to either live or die. We have young Americans who I worry about their respiratory and overall health for decades to come. So th this, this myth that because you're young, you're going to throw it off, Okay, you're not you're not going to have issues with it, or you're not going to get sick. Therefore, you don't need to get the vaccine. It's just that it's a myth. You're vulnerable. You're extremely vulnerable. Am I correct? You are extremely vulnerable. Again, when we look at numbers, the chances of getting very sick are not the highest in our younger population, but they're there. They are far greater than say any risk related to any of the approved vaccines in America. And all of these things make me wonder. Why would we take a higher risk by gambling with a virus that we can't control as much as a vaccine that we know we can give that's safe and effective? So, Dr. Stevens, three of these vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, and, and, and Johnson & Johnson, mRNA vaccines, L let's talk about the vaccine a little bit, okay? And what are you being injected with when you get the vaccine? Because the, what's on social media out there is we're putting the vaccine in your body. That's not true, is it? 
You're correct. I mean, we're putting the, we're putting COVID in your body. That's correct. And and to start with, just as a ba- a very basic background, we have understood vaccines for hundreds of years, and they are effective. With the COVID vaccine, the three types, you know, we are not injecting live COVID. Uh, two of them, we know, the Pfizer and Moderna, are with the RNA, and this has been something that we have been familiar with for a number of years. So it's not like we just pulled it out of our hat and let's see if it works. And with with the J&J, again, not live, not the live virus. Um, so I think that more that peace of mind that it's a very safe vaccine. In our country, we are living with the privilege of not having polio, measles, mumps, rubella as a pandemic because of vaccines. So this is not rocket science. It's a new evolution on the safe use of vaccines that are effective and have very good data. If we look at the data and let the data speak, it is very effective. So, Dr. Doctor, the, the, the Moderna vaccine, 94.1% effective. The Pfizer vaccine, 95% effective. And the Johnson Johnson's about 60% effective. But those other two... That, that that's kind of like having a bulletproof vest on. I mean, to a certain degree, is it not? It is not a 100% bulletproof vest. So we do know that even patients who've been effectively vaccinated can still have what we call a breakthrough infection. But these patients, albeit I'm sad that they have symptoms, are not going to meet my ICU team and I most likely. They're not going to die. COVID vaccines are incredibly safe and avoid severe disease. And that's really what we're saying. That's okay. all we're saying. Yeah, it is that they are incredibly safe. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. We're going to talk about this emergency authorization. We're going to talk about all this stuff. But you heard the doctor say it, okay? You know, he's, if, if you are, if you have children in that bracket or grandchildren, whatever the case may be, and they're those young people not getting vaccinated, listen to what he just said and the effect. This is a doctor who sees these people every day in the ICU unit and the risk that they're taking and the risk that they're spreading to the rest of their family members. So again, that's why we're doing this show today is to educate you and we're broadcasting this nationwide because we want people to understand the risk and we want people to understand the opportunity, which is what we're doing today. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI radio network, coast to coast across the USA. You can learn more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. We'll be right back. The doctors are in the house. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI radio network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Show is posted up there. It's also on iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud, and Spreaker, all the podcast platforms. You know, if you want to tell somebody, you might want to go listen to the show. We had two very learned doctors telling you exactly what to expect if you get it. And 
what to expect if you've been vaccinated and, and how you probably won't get it. And just good information so people can make it a good choice and not go out and do the social media thing. And we're going to get to that in the third segment. We're going to have some fun with that. You'll find that most interesting. My producer, Mr. Mark Gross, I'm your host, Kerry Hall. In studio with me, Dr. Tracy Stevens and Dr. Brian Schlachter uh, from St. Luke's Healthcare System, sitting here in their scrubs, taking time out of their day to talk to all of you about vaccines and COVID-19. So let's get right to the Delta variant, Dr. Schlachter. This one, you know, in, in, the, in the reading and the research I've done, 50% more contagious than the original COVID outbreak was. Easily transmittable. What does that mean? So I think first and foremost, what I want listeners to know is that when you're dying of COVID in my ICU, I don't know if it's Delta, I don't know if it's another variant, or it is COVID, and you are dying from it, and there's no reason that anyone should be dying of COVID right now who can get a vaccine. What we do know, though, is that Delta is a much more sinister version and perhaps laying waste for an even more sinister version if we don't control this and get vaccinated. The Delta variant is more sinister in that it's more contagious. The viral load is higher, which means that you can maybe inoculate or spread to other people easier. People are getting sicker faster, younger people are dying, and people are dying quicker with this variant than previously. So when you say the load, Dr. Stevens, you talked about this on the break, when you say the load is higher, what does that mean? The it when you acquire this this variant you in you develop it's like kind of an explosion within your system it the the content the amount of this virus in your system much higher and allows you to expel c- contaminate more more easy uh, on a more easy uh, pathway and i think that you know with this you know i i always say you know the first round of covid happened to us this round happen because of us. And it is so contagious. It's, it's rapidly blowing through this country. The thought is maybe it'll burn itself out. But the longer we wait, the more time for another variant to kick in. So we have got to make that decision to get vaccinated now so that we're not giving time for another variant to kick in, which it will happen if we don't. So I looked at uh, some statistics this morning and some information in the UK and, and some of the other countries around the world, and they were basically saying that the only way to get control of this is exactly what Dr. Stevens just said, Dr. Schlechter. We're not going to get control of it until the majority of the population, a significant majority, get vaccinated because it's going to continue. They, they, they used an analogy of like a tree. You're going to have branches coming off this tree. They're going to be the new variants that are going to come out. The, 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 having the vaccine stops that. It certainly stops that. And again, My wife makes fun of me because I love colloquialisms, but I think the best offense is a good defense. You measure twice before you cut once. Why would we wait to have a disease if we can prevent you from getting sick from a vaccine? It seems so simple and so easy, and we don't understand where the disconnect comes from. So if you're vaccinated, what what are the chances you're going to roughly that you would that you could get the Delta? And if you get it, and you've been vaccinated, like me, a seasoned citizen, I'm 72 years old, what should you expect? First question, what are the chances of getting it if you've been vaccinated? So again, we do find that you can have a breakthrough infection, whether that's Delta variant or not. They have varying statistics on anything from 60 to 90% efficacy with the Pfizer vaccine for Delta variant. But again, it is unlikely unless we are dealing with chronic health conditions such as obesity, diabetes, immune suppression related to 
either chemotherapy or an organ transplantation, these are patients that I'm worried about still getting worse disease and even dying despite vaccination. I took care of a heart transplant patient who had fully vaccinated himself, stayed in his house for the entire year, and then his unvaccinated daughter gave him the disease, and he met me in an ICU. You know, th- that, that, that really brings it home, okay? You know, again, I'm not preaching to you, but I'm telling you, you're, you're hearing this doctor say this. Here's a man who got a heart transplant so he could live, stayed in his home, stayed safe the whole night. His daughter was inconsiderate enough not to get the vaccination and then to visit him and giving him COVID. So if you choose not to do this, understand who you're impacting. It's not you, you, If you choose not to do it and you get sick, that's on you. But if you choose not to do it and you make a whole family sick or other people sick, that's not. Okay. So you're putting all these other people at risk, right, doctor? Yes, and, and that includes our, our older population, our sicker population. And I don't know, I'm not a pediatrician, but I certainly raise the strong concern about what that does to our yet vaccinated children. I am hearing harrowing reports from my pediatric friends about what our children's hospitals are looking like. And so I do worry again about those who have not gotten a vaccine. So l- let's talk a little bit about what you, what you are seeing. What are you seeing in the units? What are you seeing? Both of you have been doing this since this started. You, Dr. Stevens, you and I did a show on this a year and a half ago when it all first started. I remember you were coming home, disrobing in the garage, running into the shower, but you wouldn't even go near your family until you completely, you know, had. So t- what are you seeing in, 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 in the wards now, in ICU, which you're in charge of, and in the hospital in general? So to be brutally honest, it is bedlam, absolute bedlam. I want to share with you what it looks like to be a critically ill COVID ICU patient. You are going to have a tube in your nose a tube in your mouth, a gigantic IV in your neck, another one in your wrist. You may or may not have something in your urethra. You may or may not have a tube in your rectum. You're naked and exposed to everyone. You're getting flipped to your belly, to your back. We're poking and prodding. We're giving medicines. We're taking pictures. We're running labs. Your family cannot see you unless they're on a WebEx screen by your nurse holding it. No one has seen my face because I'm in a suit. And it is absolute bedlam. And this is what I see every day. There are 16 patients like that in my ICU right now. You know, if that doesn't bring it home, folks, I'm not real sure what does, okay? That's a graphic description of what you can expect. If you are one of the unfortunate people that get this variant uh, and and you did not get vaccinated. So, (laughs) you know, Dr. Stevens, I think it was you that told a story on the break there about um, a, a patient who, was it you, doctor, the bypass patient who couldn't have Dr. Stevens? Yes, uh, on the hospital service, not uncommon, my uh, patients are waiting for bypass surgery, which usually requires at least a 24-hour recovery in the ICU after bypass. We've not been able to schedule these type of surgeries because there's no ICU beds for them to recover in. So, so again, I'm going to go back to what I said when doctor told the story about the heart transplant patient. By not doing this and filling up the ICU beds with people that are violently ill from the COVID, this is what's happening. You're pushing other people out that need to have surgeries, whether they're life-saving or elective, and they're not getting them. That's all part of what's going on here, and that's a picture I'm trying to paint so you understand the consequences of not doing this and the risk that you are taking, which you just heard described by the doctor. Doesn't sound very pleasant, does it? You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network. 
coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back with more. We're going to debunk some COVID myths. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Our producer, the always perfect Mr. Mark Groves. I'm your host, Kerry Hall. In studio with me, Dr. Tracy Stevens and Dr. Andrew Schlachter. Brian's his middle name. Okay, so I blew it. I'm just admitting it. Okay, so Dr. Andrew Schlachter, both of them from St. Luke's Healthcare System in here talking about this whole COVID uh, issue with the Delta variant and um, the the original strains of COVID, the, the vaccines. You know what you can expect if you don't get it. If you don't get the vaccine, I think you got a pretty good idea of that when you listen to Dr. Schlechter a minute ago talk about what happens in ICU. That is not a very pretty picture. So l- let's let's go back though to the point Doctor was making about beds being filled up and people not getting treatment because you're being filled up. With people with COVID, what what's happening with people that have trauma and strokes and other things, doctor, where they need access to ICU and certain kinds of care and they can't get it? So again, if COVID isn't bad enough as it is, if you get very sick, I have never in my life and a lot of other physicians in their lives as well have never seen a hospital that has been filled to a certain percentage with just one diagnosis. And what happens when you fill a hospital with say COVID patients, whether they're critically ill or not? is that there are no abilities to then take care of other patients for non-COVID issues. What about this young population, the population you mentioned, who has the lowest vaccination rate? That same population has the highest risk of trauma, has the highest risk of vehicular accidents, has the highest risk of all sorts of other injuries that may require them to meet a trauma physician, an ER doctor, a cardiologist. What about them? What about your loved ones? who cannot come to my hospital because our hospital is full of COVID. Yeah. And, and that, that is truly unfortunate, and that is the side effect of what's going on here. And, and, and as you heard Dr. Stevens explain, it's pushing people out that need care. They aren't getting it. We're going to shift gears a minute now because this is something I've wanted to do. I had a listener send me a picture of his wife with a penny stuck to her arm that she had been magnetized by COVID. This is just one of many myths out there. You're laughing, Dr. Stevens, and you are too, Dr. That's on social media. So let's just start with that one, okay? The vaccine is going to make you magnetic. Doctor? Anyone who knows me would laugh to hear, the, to hear me say I'm speechless, but I have zero answer to that. There's, there's just zero truth to any of these bogus misconceptions, most certainly magnetism. Thank you. You're not going to get magnified from the variant, okay? Um, Dr. Stevens, the, the vaccine will alter my DNA. And that's also incorrect. There is no evidence of that. And I, and I wish there was a, a way we could convince readers to read a credible website that talks about what this vaccine is. And a credible we- website is the key. Because they'll feel reassured. And um, what website would you suggest? Is there one you would suggest, Doctor? Does I would Mayo at, have one up? Does St. Luke's have one up? I think the best, we we all just kind of gather around the CDC website. I think they've got great general information that I you can find anywhere. I was up on it this anywhere. morning. Yeah, there's plenty of information up there. Vaccines will make women infertile, Dr. Stevens. There's no evidence of that as well. And in fact, 
if we could read the updates from the American College of you know, Gynecology, you know, Obstetrics and, gy- and Gynecology, they are absolutely elevating, escalating their recommendations for young women to be vaccinated, pregnant women to be vaccinated. Yeah, and 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 and, and th- in fact, didn't that just come out here in the last couple of days? You had some good news about vaccines, doctor. Well, the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology has already come out with guideline statements saying they recommend vaccination that it's safe in pregnancy. But yesterday's news was that the CDC had upgraded the strength of that recommendation, meaning that they have more oomph behind their saying of it is safe and effective. I work with maternal fetal medicine doctors who helped my wife and my son come into the world happy and healthy. They are overrun with pregnant women who are dying, who are having pregnancy complications, who are having kids that are going to an ICU, a neonatal ICU. Pregnant women are getting very sick. Pregnancy also can make breathing hard as we get advanced in the pregnancy. And then getting COVID on top of it, these folks are getting sick. Pregnant women need to get vaccinated. There is no evidence at all about any fertility issues related to any of the vaccines. Thousands of healthy people have died from the vaccination. This is another one of these myths, doctor. Not true. <laughs> They're absolutely not true. 100%, not even close, Dr. Stevens. I completely agree. And <clears throat> you know, if you look at the statistics, you know, the likelihood of having a complication from the vaccine is extremely unlikely. I mean, you can get, give all the statistics and numbers you're far more likely to have a complication from texting than you are from the COVID vaccine. (laughs) And what we see a lot of concern about in cardiology is, I don't want to have a blood clot. I don't want to have myocarditis. The likelihood of having complications from from acquiring COVID, being sick, is far greater than that very rare reported complication from I think the number I saw this morning was less than 1%. Yes. I would go so far as to say that I have seen more patients who have had complications related to medicines they can buy over the counter at CVS <laughs> or the prescription from their primary care <clears throat> physician and subspecialists than I've seen in total from the vaccine. Vaccines contain microchips. Dr. Schlechter. Mark's over here laughing, okay? He's yeah. The vaccines contain this. I'm reading you what's out there, okay? This is right off a report that I pulled. Okay? I, I watched two of them get injected into my arm, and I've watched hundreds of ever, uh, others been given. I have never seen a microchip inside of any of those syringes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, all right. I've already had the vac- I've already had COVID. I don't need a vaccine, Doctor Stevens. And that's also false. In that, you know, if you if you had COVID, fortunate to recover you are still at risk of having certainly the Delta variant and the, you, are, you need to get the vaccine even if you've had COVID. And, and so regardless of whether you've had it or not, you need to get the vaccine, right, Dr. Schlechter? So we do all agree that if you've suffered coronavirus and thankfully had mild asymptomatic or even moderate disease that you have built inherent immunity, your body has built a response. And that is not an... Uh, obscene argument compared to some of the other um, things that we've just listened to. But there's data that shows that the immunity related to a vaccine is over two and a half times what our body can, be, can do naturally. And so um, I would again advocate for anyone who suffered coronavirus to still get a vaccine. We're finding that it is going to help bolster your immunity. And again, very, 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 very safe. And then 
protects you from getting severe breakthrough infection. Yeah, so, you know, I, I kind of have to ask you this. And For instance, in the UK right now, they are, from what I read this morning, they're looking at 90% of their population vaccinated. That, and they're starting to turn the corner on COVID now. It's going down. But the reason it's going down is because they got a huge, in, you know, they finally got people to understand they need to do this. What are we going to have to get to? Because you said earlier, Dr. Stevens, this thing's going to keep morphing. And if you haven't been vaccinated, they'll be, we've got the Delta variant. Well, there'll be another one after the Delta variant. So what, where do we have to go in this country before we can say we've absolutely turned the corner on this? It's like measles. It's like polio. It's like, you know, in any of those particular. I wish I, wish I knew the absolute answer. What, what I know, though, is when the vaccines became available, we saw such a turnaround here in America and our region. Our numbers at St. Luke's dropped to the lowest we had ever seen. And then now, as of yesterday, we had more than 140 patients in our health system with COVID. And, 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 and there's no reason for that, and I'm only worried it will go up. I don't know what or when we will see that turnaround, but we just need to get people to get vaccines. We need people to know the truth of what's happening in our ICUs. We need people to know how overrun the entirety of America's health system is getting again with this fourth surge. So this is moving toward a critical inflection point, in your opinion. Well, we've already seen critical inflection points in states like Louisiana, in states like Florida. Missouri has been a hotbed. Oh, Missouri's been a mess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, absolute mess. Dr. Stevens? And And I think, too, just I encourage everyone to please consider, if you've not, get a vaccine resource a trusted website. Let the data speak. And, you know, as physicians, you know, I always say we've been given a a sacred trust. It's in our soul to treat you. We will take care of you. We don't know what your outcome will be. And to Andrew's point, the best way to treat this disease is prevent it. And we are growing tired, but the passion is there. We will take care of you. It's getting more challenging. I think I shared with you. You did. A patient that we're consenting for possible blood transfusion as a potential need with this surgery would not sign unless we could promise this un- unvaccinated blood. This is the kind of stuff that drives me crazy, okay? I mean, this is the kind of nonsense. It's just like the microchips. It's like the infertility issue. Just understand the facts and listen to what doctors said. If you go read the data, go read the actual information, not this nonsense that's floating around out there on social media. We come back from the break. I'm going to ask the doctors to talk about What's this doing to, to the staff in the hospitals, the nurses, the administrative people, the assistants, and the doctors that are having to deal with this now after they thought they had it turned around and turned around really well? Stay tuned. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting here on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. The shows are posted up there. They're also on TuneIn's iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spreaker Podcasts. This is one show you might want to tell people to go listen to because we are separating fact from fiction. And you're hearing from two doctors on the front lines with COVID. What's it like? You heard what it's like. What's it like to be in ICU? That doesn't sound very appealing, does it? Maybe that's something other people need to hear. So if you've got somebody in your family that's refusing to get this vaccine or has issues with it, 
listen to the facts, understand the risk you're taking and, and what you're doing to yourself and potentially to people around you. In studio with me, Dr. Tracy Stevens and Dr. Andrew Schlechter from St. Luke's uh, Health System here in Kansas City talking about all things related to COVID and the vaccines. What's this doing to the morale in the hospitals, doctor? To your staff, to your nurses and your, your, you know, I know when this first started, Dr. Stevens came on, it was like a crusade, how people, were, you, you gave people a choice whether to serve or not serve. Your staff was like 90%, we're here, we're going to save lives, we're going to do. Now what's it like? Well, I think it's a double-edged sword, and I, <laughs> and I really appreciate hearing what Tracy said on the last segment. Our team is strong, our team is committed, and our team is caring. Whether or not we think you should have had a vaccine or judge or opine, we are going to take amazing care of you no matter what. And what we're seeing right now is an unbelievable collaboration and commitment from our ICU teams, from our hospital teams, from our pharmacists, our nurses, our respiratory therapists, from our janitorial staff who are cleaning rooms. But right now, in addition to having that, fit, that amazing camaraderie and that commitment, there is a lot of moral distress. There is a lot of anger I'm seeing. There is a loss of empathy. These are people who spent their lives wanting to help others and they're now getting hurt themselves at the idea that they're losing some of this caring and empathy as a consequence of what has happened to them, not because of anything they have done, other than trying their hardest. Dr. Stevens? Absolutely agree. And I think, too, a, a part is that I think there's some thought the community feels a different way now about us and that you know, the first time around when, again, COVID happened to us, it was a focus on the frontline workers and just all the support, the foods, the cards, all of that. Second time around, happening because of us, it's like this is expected. This is, you know, I don't think there's, not that we want acknowledgement, but recognition that this this could have been prevented and then kind of not, I guess, not disregard, but in a way it is, of all the efforts that's taking place to save lives and situations that could have been prevented. And I think it's not just those on the front line. It's our administrators, our managers. You know, we're losing health care providers right and left. There is a critical shortage of who is taking care of patients in America now. And I can't imagine our managers every day, night and day, 24-7, who's going to call in, who's going to resign it's not unique to our healthcare system. It's a crisis. How can they not when they sit there and see what Dr. Schlechter just described, what it's like to be in an ICU unit? Mm -hmm. I mean, look, you know, I was a Vietnam veteran. I know what trauma looks like, okay? I, I understand it, okay? If you have a choice and you can walk away from that, or how, what does that mentally do when you're, you know, what does your family think? You're in there in that unit. Now you're going home to your wife and children. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm frankly honest. I don't know how you all continue to do this every day, and it doesn't just drive you crazy because of what you're dealing with and the lack of consideration of people, just especially this group of 20 to 45 that are the largest group that just refuse to do this. So I know you're a veteran. I wanted to thank you for your service. And I wanted to, with as much respect as possible, liken some of our critical care work to what I imagine soldiers may feel. And I, I, I say very commonly that my team and I, we, we need to view ourselves as the Navy SEALs of the hospital, the Green Berets. There is no one better to take care of sick folks than our critical care teams. But even Navy SEALs and Green Berets get tired. How many tours in a row can we do? 
How many times can we get sent back from the front lines and get asked to go to another battle? And, and we're getting battle worn. We're still good at our job. We are still able to do what we can. But we are tired of it and we need help. Isn't that what we're really saying here, Dr. Stevens? We're, we're, I'm making an appeal to you today. That's what we're doing here, okay? You all make your own decisions. Everybody has a right to make their own decisions. What I'm saying to you, what I'm asking these, why I'm asking these doctors to explain this is because the impact this is having. What's going to happen now when we go to the next variant of this thing and this, this thing continues to morph out, as you said, Dr. Stevens, because it, if, we, if we don't get to a number of people vaccinated in this country, and I'm going to guess it's got to be somewhere around 90% before we're actually going to have this thing under control, we're going to see this continue to go on. Yes. Right? Yes. And at this point, <clears throat> you know, compared to when we first started, you know, we did the best we could with what we knew. We have a lot of knowledge. We have a lot of data. And we feel we've got, we can get our arms around this if we get vaccinated. But the next variant, we may not understand. We may not have the tweaks in the vaccines. And it's so important for our community to care about this. Dr. Slechter? And as we talk about data and as we talk about science, we can talk about the vaccine. We can also talk about what therapies my teens and I provide to ICU patients. Steroids, medicines called remdesivir and tocilizumab. These are medicines that we have that don't have nearly the same data about efficacy as we have with the vaccine. Patients, again, I've said it before, I have not met a patient who's dying in front of me who isn't asking me to do anything and everything to save their life. I've had parents and spouses beg me to save their life, and they want everything, but they didn't get the easiest option, which was their vaccine. I hope you all heard that. I hope you all understand what, what Dr. is saying here, okay? Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine what it's like to have to stand there and deal with a patient in the ICU and the family you're doing the best you can, but you can't turn this thing around when if they had the vaccine to start with, they wouldn't be in the ICU unit. They wouldn't. Am I right or wrong? You are emphatically right. Okay, so I, I, I hope you're understanding that and hearing that and understanding what he's saying here. If you get the vaccine, you are not going to wind up in the ICU and you're not going to die from COVID. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, the, again, we'll go back to the less than 1% is the number of people. I went and looked it up this morning, okay, of people that are actually getting sick and dying after they've had COVID. So you have a choice. <laughs> you, you, can, you can get the vaccine and have a less than 1% chance, or you can be one of these folks that's not doing it, and then you find yourself maybe in the ICU. Not exactly a pretty picture, is it? Thank you both for taking the time to come up here today. I really think this was important, and I hope people are going to take this message and take it to heart and do the right thing. Thank you both, doctors. Thank you. Thank you. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein. The one who follows the crowd will usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.